coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am joined today, as always, by my two co-hosts, Stan Wilson Lee. Hello. And Chris Wilson Barnes. Oh my God, Bear is podcasting. How can this be? And today we are going to be continuing our View a Universe discussion with the uh, animated series Clerks the Cartoon. I reversed that with the cartoon series Clerks the Animated Series. Um, You're doing great. I, I am. We are it's, almost to the finish line with our uh, Kevin Smith View Us Universe uh, coverage. And um, so far, this has been my favorite one. I don't know about yeah. the two of you. Uh, oh, as in yeah. Smith. No, this, I mean, this is why I lobbied so hard for it to be included. Yeah. It's probably... I I think this is the first thing I watched of his that, um, abs- that I connected to the hardest. Yeah. I can see that. And, uh, well, that kicks us right into the discussion because my first uh, discussion topic is, is this Kevin Smith's medium? Does this work for him? Does animation, like 22-minute episodes, work better for his style of humor than uh, live-action film? Stan, what do you think? Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great medium for him because his hyper-realness can be really evident in the cartoon and in the animated genre because i mean it just he can go as far as he wants you know and he has time to do it especially in a series format it's time to do it and uh and it, it it's since his movies are fairly cartoony you know um even though they're live action it's like at least at least for jay and silent bob you know very very animated characters very cartoony characters anyway so to put them in a situation where where they can be real and where they're actually it's probably more their medium than you know kevin smith particularly but for for jay and silent bob and especially i mean and it seems like it's really good for the randall and uh um dante characters as well so what about handle Randall. Randall. Chris, uh, what do you think? Is uh, animation Kevin Smith's more of Kevin Smith's medium than film? Honestly, yeah, that's what I uh that's what I was thinking uh after I finished rewatching it. It's like it's it works super well for him to have to have that format and uh especially to have a writer's room. Like if you check the credits, Paul Dini had, mm-hmm. was helped him with this, like coming off of the <clears throat> Coming off of the Batman episode, this series, yeah, it was like, and I think I think they were able to tighten up a lot of stuff that, especially because you you see all the the stuff that he loved doing in his earlier movies, and but now it's 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 not, I don't want to say streamlined, but it's it's now it's added in a way where it when it pops up, it feels better to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I I think he should be making more cartoons and more network cartoons like this because so much of his material in his films uh, relied so much on um, the potty humor like as we've talked about the frequent dick and fart fart jokes and all of the swearing 
And this cartoon really goes to show that you can take away a lot of those things, and he is still very funny. And I think I think that really helps in a way because a lot of times a lot of things can become even better than you think when you have when you have a creative idea like that, and then you have to work within parameters mm-hmm. because then the creative exercise becomes how do you still make the thing you want to make within those parameters? Yeah, and it becomes how do we take our two characters who are explicitly drug dealers? They're definitely and put not that, drug dealers, <laughs> and put that into a cartoon. They sell. You guys want to fire some fireworks? Exactly. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until I watched that first episode, and I was like, "Oh, right, they couldn't be drug dealers on ABC." Also, to Stan's point, um, it's worth noting this is technically slightly out of order because this was made before he did Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. It was like the project he did right before. So I imagine that of everything <clears throat> that. Um, people know about Kevin Smith and the viewers universe. This is probably the thing that people have seen the least or know the least about. Um, so we're going to go over the history and the episodes themselves real quick. Uh, this premiered in 2000, May 31st, 2000. Yep. And it premiered hilariously out of order because of the six episodes that were produced by ABC or if for you, ABC. Um, yeah. If you want to do the network viewing order, what you want to do is get a, find these episodes uh, watch episode four, then episode two, and then nothing else. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, of the six episodes that were produced, ABC aired two of them, and that was it, and they were out of order. There's, there is a reason you can you can figure it out uh, if you know... Well, one, if you listen to the commentary, and two, if you just look at the timing. Uh, because I watch Displaying my age, I watched it when it premiered. I, I watched the first two weeks, and when week three rolled around... It disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because it, this was the time when uh, they, they were also getting rolling with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Mm-hmm. And that was a ratings juggernaut. So they were like, eh, this Clerks cartoon, whatever. Let's give out more time to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, and Kevin Smith has talked about how rewarding it was to hear Regis Philbin say, and up next, Clerks. So I'm going to recap. Well, we'll recap the episodes real quick. And I say we because I'm going to need help with this. No despite problem. the fact that I just watched them over the last two nights. You know, I will this say is this is not a show that relies heavily on structure oh, or no, continuity. No, no. You could mix and match so many of the elements of this episodes and, and they would still work. And I will say it it it, it was a fast watch. It oh, yeah, really, it really was. And it, especially because I think that also uh, was was this Kevin Smith's. Uh, advantage yeah uh, in, in making an animated series he was he, he also tightened up his stuff because left to his own devices is as funny as a lot of the things he, he he does can be he really loves working a gag to the to the death <laughs> yeah which is especially funny considering the other uh cartoon uh megalomaniac that gets referenced in this cartoon who all <laughs> loves to beat a joke into the ground um, so help me out with this as we go. Episode one introduces Dante and Randall and Jay and Silent Bob in their cartoon form, mm-hmm. along with their brand new antagonist, Leonardo Leonardo. Well, as, as denoted by the title, which was another one of the many, because, I mean, if you watch these episodes, you know, you learn how quickly, Ke- like how much Kevin Smith loves running gags, because each episode, if there was one thing that was continuity in the show, it was the running gags, mm-hmm. <laughs> starting with the titles, which got progressively longer and longer. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo returns, and Dante has an important decision to make. Mm-hmm. 
So Leonardo Leonardo, voiced by Alec Baldwin, yes. but based on Alan Rickman. Well, yeah, because I found I, I think you found out probably too. Is like I looked it up and it's like he, Alan Rickman was originally gonna be Leonardo Leonardo, so they were so they immediately went and made the character look like Hans Gruber, which he wasn't happy about. So they kept redesigning the character, and by the time. They landed on something. He was out, so they got Alec Baldwin and just went back to uh, Hans that, Gruber. the Hans Gruber look. <laughs> Which Alex Baldwin plays him perfectly. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, Leonardo Leonardo's plan is to gradually <laughs> take over the world, starting in New Jersey by erecting a quicker mart. <laughs> quicker stop. A quicker, quicker start. Stop. A quicker, quicker stop. stop. <laughs> stop I think quicker. Five months of discussing the Viewisk universe has melted Maybe. my has brain. Has viewed askewed us. Yes. And um, hijinks ensue. Yes. And uh, Literally. Literally yeah. hijinks. Um, this is the introduction of one of, like, I think the joke that gets referenced the absolute most throughout the show, which is the climbing up the side of the building. <laughs> yes, they do the old Adam West uh, yeah. Batman climbing up, and then it... While they're doing it, a, a flower pot falls beside them. They just go, why are we doing this? Yeah, the camera tilts so that you see that they're actually walking on a flat surface normally, except they're walk uh, not normally. They're standing like they're climbing, and Dante just stops and looks down and goes, why are we walking like this? And uh, and this, I mean, what's really good about the episode is it really helps establish how the characters are going to be going forward, because you've got... <laughs> You've got Dante, who is who's basically like he's the straight man for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Randall, who um, has he's been toned down in his misanth- misanthropy somewhat. So he's more. Oh, uh, he's more fucking with Dante he, than fucking with everybody else. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's very much uh, just just he just loves poking at Dante. And, yeah, yeah. There's the vitriolic best buds cliche yeah and then there is randall's relationship with dante in this cartoon in which he is outright antagonistic (laughs) we'll 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 get there more in a little bit but it gets ridiculous it's it's very much he's very much a daffy duck character (laughs) in that that's good in that it alternates between uh clever maliciousness and stupidity yeah (laughs) because they love they love the and jay Basically, well, Jay and Silent Bob are still consistent with their characterization, but now Jay and Randall are both like two sides of the same dumb coin. Yeah. So episode two is a clip show, despite being the second <laughs> Which episode. Is actually a very funny thing. It is. All of the clips that they play in their flashbacks just <laughs> come from the first episode. Oh, and one of the, my favorite running gags, uh, which the, the first episode had one of my favorite running gags, which was... Um, previously on clerks and it cuts to a test pattern yes uh so dante uh, and randall find themselves trapped in the in the freezer at the quick stop after they install a new security door and they flash back to other times that they got trapped inside of things and places how did we get out of the freezer the last two times um another one of my favorite gags that gets introduced in this episode is i'm dante and i'm the biggest idiot ever in all of randall's recollection of these events dante is always wearing his underwear and swinging a cat around his head the best part is the second one uh which which has one of my favorite lines of it which is even though i remembered who how who opened the door i'm still the biggest idiot ever and then it cuts back 
and it, it's revealed Randall is actively telling Dante that part that yes. he thinks that the Dante's the biggest idiot ever because he goes stop that. <laughs> Uh, so episode three, episode two's title, the clip oh, show, right. wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer and remember some of the great moments of in their lives. And before we jump away from it, we also should point out they get locked in the freezer, then they get out, then they get <laughs> locked in the <laughs> video store because the key breaks off in the handle, uh, <laughs> which leads to a very dark joke. Uh, I know you mentioned some other ones when we were talking about topics. Oh, the uh, uh, Flintstones list. Well, there's that one. Which, which actually has one of the best setups ever. It was like, we're not going to watch that. Hey, remember the time we watched that? <laughs> and also, uh, when they go into the video store after being locked in the freezer, and the lady at the front of the line goes, my baby's been home by herself since this morning. After the lock breaks off and they try to get help to get out, <laughs> Randall yells, hello, lady with the dead baby? <laughs> oh, and then he goes to turn on the AC and it snaps off and they start freezing in there too. Yes. Leading to them at the end of the episode, getting trapped at the uh, hockey rink, which has a waist high fence that they could easily have just climbed over. So episode three, give us the title. Episode three, Leonardo is caught in the grip of an outbreak of Randall's imagination and Patrick Swayze either does or doesn't work in the new pet store. Yes. Patrick Swayze voiced by... Well, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> it's Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. No, I think that's Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. We'll show you a Patrick Swayze movie at some and, point, but In the commentary, they talk about how they tried to get Patrick Swayze to do yeah. it. So they just, when he wouldn't, they just went and got Gilbert Gottfried. I can't blame it, and, them. And it's wonderful. It, it really is wonderful. It is. Uh, so Leonardo Leonardo eats a uh, disgusting burrito that has been left out in the sun all day and gets sick. He's got sick. a box of them because Randall didn't eat <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And gets sick, so Randall blames it on uh, the deadly Mataba virus spread by the monkey in the pet store down the street. In the new pet store. In the new pet store, and thinks that it's uh, just like the movie Outbreak. So the quick stop ends up getting quarantined. Now, I said that Randall is outright antagonistic towards Dante in the series. This is one of my favorite lines ever. He busts in on the guys from the, the CDC. CDC who have quarantined the quick stop and uh, ask them if they've burned Dante alive yet. <laughs> they, have you started burning the bodies yet? I hope I didn't miss the pyre, uh, especially if Dante. Oh, oh, hi. oh hi. Dante, you're alive. Thank, Thank God. God. Something you and I both quote to this day. Oh, yes. Oh, it's... Chris, you're alive. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, it's amazing how much of this series stuck with me. Yes, same. And often I will say a quote and then only afterwards remember, oh, right, that's where that's from. <laughs> uh, so episode four, this is where I'm going to, despite watching these last night, oh, episode four was the courtroom one. Yes, yes. and I understand why they led with this one. This one is a really strong. Um, a dissertation on the American justice system by people who have never been inside a courtroom, let alone know anything about the law, but have seen way too many legal thrillers. Yes. Jay slips and falls on a spill on the floor of the quick stop. Randall accidentally gives him the idea of suing Dante for $10 million. million Not accidentally. No, no. no. A lawyer comes in. He's like, like, what are you going to go do? Find a lawyer and sue the quick stop? And he's like, maybe I will. And then a lawyer comes in. (laughs) Refuses to take the case. So Randall antagonizes him for a full day and night. Including including chasing him down on the freeway. Dante's driving, by the way. (laughs) 
going to his home in New York and standing outside with an angry mob demanding that the lawyer take the case against Dante. Again, Randall is the worst friend in the world. Or the best. No. No. Uh, So they go to court, and for some reason, Randall, despite getting Dante into the situation, Randall defends him, then uses their time in court to call all of his least favorite directors to the stand to demand his money back for their movies. My favorite part of the director's commentary from that is... It was too late to add it, but someone at, at told him after the fact, uh, Kevin Smith should have put himself in there giving back money for mall rats. <laughs> yeah, and depending on who you talk to, uh, maybe also chasing Amy. <laughs> um, leading to the end of the episode, where instead of resolving the situation, the ending to the episode got lost on its way to the South Korean animators, resulting in a weird anime... Yeah, the, fever the animators an finish the episode, quote unquote, and uh, it just becomes a wild just ending. Yeah, my uh, favorite my favorite subplot of the entire show is uh, Dante's jury is in, made up entirely of NBA all stars, yes. including Charles Barkley, yes, who is a recurring guest in all six yes, episodes because uh, they have little short little like Saturday morning cartoon like little end segments. And the running gag up until the uh, courtroom episode is Charles Barkley keeps showing up and they just keep chasing him off. (laughs) So this came out in 2000. It's been a full 21 years Mm -hmm. or it will be on uh, May 31st. And because of this show and the gag at the end of this episode, I cannot watch anything Transformers related (laughs) where somebody (laughs) is in one of the cars and it transforms with them in the car because at the end of this sequence, like at the, when the when yeah. it goes off the rails yeah. and uh, turns into this anime sequence, a transformer runs up, turns into a car, and a bunch of people get into it. At the end of the sequence, you see the car pull up, transform back into a robot, and then blood just starts pouring out of it. <laughs> and I cannot watch anything Transformers related where people get into a transformer without thinking of that now. <laughs> 21 years that so, that joke's stuck with me and i love the the um the jury thing not only because it leads to a very racist moment with randall uh <laughs> but uh but every time it, it cuts to the basketball players they're talking about the the minor conveniences they get as jury members and they love it it's yes. like uh, we got five dollars for breakfast i hope this trial never ends uh it's well, no, I won't bury the lead on that one. So, number five has the longest title oh, of God. them all. Oh, God. Yes. Dante and Randall and Jay and Silent Bob and a bunch of new characters in Lando take part in a whole bunch of movie parodies, including, but not exclusive to, The Bad News Bears, The Last Starfighter, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, plus a high school reunion. Exactly. All of that. I don't need. I don't feel like I don't need to describe the episode because that's it right there in the title. It's basically it. It starts with a high school reunion, dovetails into the bad news bears, then leads from the simultaneously with the last starfighter, then leads into a, the Indiana Jones parody at the end. Yeah, this episode has to be seen to believe. It has to be seen to be believed. Words. I know how to use them, and uh, it's just bonkers. It is, it, but it works. It does work. It does, and you don't expect it to. No. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know how to describe this episode. If you want to seek um, this out, I highly recommend it. I do too. It's kind of hard to find because it's out of print. But if where you can where, wherever you can find it online, I would watch it. Basically, Dante and Randall go to their high school reunions, which are com- actually. Oh, let me jump back real quick. 
the courtroom episode has one of the meanest jokes I've ever seen because since the NBA All Stars don't show up, they have the women from the WNBA come out. Yes, and, and the people crowd start booing them, them and, and they, they start crying on the court. Yes, and then it goes. And we now return to Will and Grace. <laughs> oh, so they go to their high school reunion. Dante somehow gets talked into high, uh, coaching a little league team while Randall finds his. Uh, an arcade uh, game that used to yes, be in the cafeteria. A cabinet arcade game that is secretly a test uh, for a megalomaniac who wants to build pyramids. Yes. So while Dante is coaching Little League, a la the Bad News Bears, Randall is building a pyramid. Randall is forced into slavery he's, to build pyramids. Yeah, he's forced into <laughs> slavery. Which that turns it from the last Starfighter into Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, because they, because Dante's team starts winning because Jay is on the team since he never graduated from fourth grade. Yes, and so, is technically still enrolled in the fourth grade. Yes. So because they start winning, uh, they end up at the home of the Little League World Champions, uh, who just who just so happen to be the kids who are stolen by the thuggy who showed up in New Jersey and took the kids. So the team goes in to rescue them, and they run into Randall, and they free all the, everybody. <laughs> and now, finally, episode six, which is called... The last episode ever. Yes. Which starts with Dante and Randall attending a convention in which people are complaining that Clerks the Cartoon is nothing <laughs> like Clerks the Movie. So they decide that they're going to make the cartoon more like the movie which results in a bottle episode of Dante and Randall not leaving the quick stop. Now, normally, bottle episodes are reserved because a TV show needs to reserve money for later in the season, or they've already blown all their budget. And cartoons do it plenty, too. Saves money. Yeah. So you don't see it as much in cartoons, though, because all the backgrounds are animated. The characters could literally be anywhere. Right. But they still chose to make this episode of the cartoon a bottle episode to be more in tune with the movie since they never really leave the quick stop yeah i remember the commentary saying they anticipated backlash Mm -hmm. and then so that's why they did this episode and um it is just dante and randall inside the quick stop one night as there's a fair going on outside and increasingly ridiculous things start happening up to and including, at one point it's mentioned that Caitlin Bree, Dante's ex-girlfriend from the movie Clerks, has started making out with a Ferris wheel. That is probably my favorite throwaway joke of that episode, is just that Caitlin has started making out with a Ferris wheel. This is the president. Can you still see me, P? <laughs> yes. This one is also just sheer insanity. It is literally, a, and the end of the episode is a is a, a big homage to Duck Amuck, if you've ever yes. seen that cartoon. Um, so with all of that said, Stan, what was your favorite episode? Oh, wow. Um, probably... I really did love the first one uh, with the whole uh, Quicker Mart stuff. Um, and the introduction of Leonardo, Leonardo, but I probably like the, uh, courtroom, the court episode. I really did enjoy that. I, I really enjoyed four, five and six, mm-hmm. the episodes together as a whole. Um, except I was falling asleep during six. So I, uh, I missed parts of the duck and muck, but I, I knew what it was referencing. Um, but I also, and six would be more, the most like, clerks or what we know as kevin smith's stuff you know it was definitely 
the close, and it it was where Jay actually did his, all his gay jokes. And well, not in, in all. Reference, of them. There's a lot but, of. But oh, no, what I'm saying in it reference kicks into high gear in that episode. In yeah. reference to the the to the fact that uh, he makes the jokes, but he's also the lady doth protest too much. Yeah, and and, and it's showing the progression of Jay as a character finding his. This is a good time to point out to our listeners that if you've never seen this show and you want to go and seek it out somehow, this is very much a product of its time. (laughs) There is a lot of... There are a lot of gay jokes, and uh, and again, you know, that's Smith too. It is Smith. I mean, they at that time, that was the, in the first episode. Got away with uh, Randall calling someone a mo. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they didn't know what that meant. <laughs> no, and also um, there are a lot of uses of the word fag as a cigarette originally before it gets carried oh, they, on outside of the cigarette context. The, the, I'll yeah. say, uh, let me put it like that. The the bit is entirely tailored around the idea of how Brits use the word fag mean, yes. to mean cigarettes to get away with using the word. But I only bring it up is because it it, it it's totally a comment on them being commented by in, in you know in the idea that uh, Jay may be or could be in the whole relationship with Silent Bob and stuff that and he's accepting it. You know, um, he he's doing the protest, but as this as the episode goes on, uh, he becomes more and more accepting. Oh, that's happening. Let's go back. You know, oh, that's happening, and it's really disgusting. Let's go back. You know, so the idea that um, they're coming to terms with what they've been accused of doing or whatever, but um, but no, for uh, the the court the court episode was really funny to me, even though it was probably. Uh, Randall's most <laughs> atrocious hatred of Dante or attacks on Dante, even though he was defending his friend, it was the most backhanded compliments ever. Your Honor, anyone who passes the bar in Virginia can be a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> this isn't Virginia. You haven't passed the bar, and we're relatively <laughs> sure this isn't Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> and and who was the judge? <clears throat> judge no. Reinhold. Yes, none other. <laughs> Judge so, Reinhold. So that means we would have stolen the joke. Is that what we would have done if we mm, did that? No, um, not necessarily. In our pro- unproduced <laughs> legal comedy that I wrote, and we still haven't done, the judge's name is Judge Ryan Holt. Uh, Ryan Holt. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but but uh, the, there's a reason that that uh, legal comedy remains unproduced. <laughs> um, the but the the original episode, because again, it was like a lot of stuff that oh wow. That was surprising. I, uh, I'm going to enjoy this. You know, there was a lot of enjoy enjoyment in the first episode in the end. And Alec Baldwin, you said this earlier. Alec Baldwin's really, really great as Leonardo. Leonardo, and I and I really love that character. It's one. It's it's such a Scooby Doo villain. Um, and uh, he totally he totally uh, just embraces it. And, and plus, after the first episode, he's not it. used heavily. He he pops up. No. He pops up here and there to p- move plot And along. his henchman. <laughs> Plug. Plug. Who's a publicist? He gave Rob Zimmerman a car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, a, he's a publicist, but Leonardo Leonardo believes he's a henchman. Yeah, That's well, great. he's modeled to look after Oddjob. Yes. Well, he looked like Oddjob from Goldfinger. Yes, yes. 
Um, Chris, what about you? What is your favorite episode? Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite because there's some there's gold in every episode, at mm-hmm. least for me. Like in like in the last episode ever, that might be my least favorite because it's most like the movie. Not to say I don't I dislike not to say I don't like the movie, but I like the fact that the clerks cartoon is because it's a cartoon they they do leave the store and they have weird adventures mm-hmm. outside of the store i you know i like i like that that's the whole point of you know, like cartoons and animation to me uh so to, so the idea that they would cram them back into a score and it's an animated series was least appealing but jay has two of the best line deliveries in that episode which is uh, dude she's cheating on you <laughs> and hey i think someone key somebody keyed your car <laughs> Um, but I think my favorite episode it it might be a split between three, four, and five. They because they, they just, oh wow yeah yeah because when they they get the most outrageous and that's when they really hit their stride yeah, yeah. they five five is especially fun because they pack so much into it yeah yeah that's it, why. that you don't have time to catch a lot of the the really the heart like the stuff that, that at first that's why i was struggling to describe the episode or to give a synopsis without just describing beat for beat what happens oh, in yeah. the episode like like uh like uh you mentioned one of the darkest jokes they make because uh, it explains they have the opening of the high school reunion is a combination of the classes of 70 80 and 90 <laughs> with dante and randall being in the class of 90 yes and leonardo leonardo being in class of 70 and it's combined because the class of 80 had grad night in orbit <laughs> yeah so i'll just go ahead and say real quick before we move into that bag of worms my favorite episode like stan it's also four just because of how wacky it is yeah. um but yeah let's move into some of the uh Holy shit, I can't believe they did that in a cartoon they, moment. And Kevin Smith is very much in that camp, too, when he talks about it on commentary. He's like, how did we get this? <laughs> how, how the fuck? Now, this was concurrent with Family Guy. I think Family Guy was like on its first season, but even they had... Because they were... Yeah, they, they must have made this in 98 and 99 for it to premiere in 2000. So yeah. Family Guy had been running for at least a season or two. Yeah. And um, this was still very early south park as well yes. this would have been around season four of south park south park, before, south park premiered in 97 yeah before we got into cartoons really pushing the limit of what they could get away with mm-hmm. this show was ahead of the fucking curve yes. because in episode two like we already talked about flintstones list a parody of Schindler's List now, with when, flintstones now characters. when they aired the episode they did not air the actual clip they just aired the sound <clears throat> of it <laughs> and as chris said in the uh, high school reunion episode, a challenger joke. They inserted a challenger joke because the class of 1980 blew up on their way to space. And they show that. <laughs> now, Flintstones got a wow out of me. Yeah. The challenger joke got a little bit of a jaw drop out of me. And in the same episode, <laughs> in the same episode, while talking about Randall. One of their old classmates shows Dante a picture, and in it, it's the... I have a hard time calling this a classic photo, but... It's an infamous photo. An infamous photo of a prisoner, a Vietnamese prisoner in Saigon being executed by an American soldier, point blank, being shot in the head. If you've never seen the photo, I don't recommend you go and look at it because it's haunting. But in the episode, there were, uh, the, the, the guy was pointing out how easy it is to fake yearbook photos, and it's a photo 
of Randall as best hall monitor. Yes. So the American soldier executing the prisoner in the photo has been replaced with Randall, and the caption is best hall monitor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy and it, fuck. It's one of those things, like, if you like if, if, if you were watching it, if it aired and you watched it, it would move by really quick. Before, so you'd have to be like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I've watched this show several times before, and I have never caught that joke before. Oh, well, yeah. And, and I, I, there was something, I mean, and because it was such an integral and it didn't just go by, but at the end of the episode when they beat the kids in the <laughs> That's ball great. game. It's so Because they're great. half dead. They're, mal- they're, mal- they're malnourished and they're, and they're dead tired. You're right. And they're like, oh, it's going to take so much time for them to heal. And then, and then Dante's like, you're forgetting something, though, Mrs. Miss Mayor. What's that? Play ball! Play ball! They proceed to play the kids anyway. Yes. That, to me, what I think I oh, dropped my Oh, to say nothing of drinking baby fine liquors. Drinking baby fine liquors. Um, but uh, when... When they were playing these half dead children, <laughs> and they hadn't changed them out of nope, their no, and, out of their no. uh, and digging the, gear, and the parents are in the stands crying. <laughs> See, every once in a while, something will come by that genuinely shocks me in something, and yeah. once that moment hits, everything after that, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so by the time we got to the malnourished children being forced to play baseball, after we got the Randall Best Hall Monitor joke. I was just like, yeah. all right, but here's, see, the, here's a horrible thing that's happening. But see, you only got like a glimpse of that, but then you got a, like a whole sequence, like two and a half, three minutes of... A bunch of dying kids dying being kids forced to play baseball. For, forced to play baseball. And then... Jay and Silent Bob then, distract some of the kids by Jay's roasting team. a whole chicken on a spit. <laughs> yes, Jay's <clears throat> team is cheering. We won. Yeah. Oh, no. They, they're like, yeah. And it was a it was a valid legal win, and that's what cracked that is, me up and shocked number, me. At the number number five might be just the ballsiest episode because that also has the subplot of Randall finding out at the reunion and throughout the show that um, he is so terrible as a lover to women that he immediately turns women lesbian. But yes. was it that as a lover, or was it because he kept getting distracted by? Well, it video was game. just every aspect of his personality <clears throat> is apparently enough to repulse women <laughs> off of men forever. Because Cause it, even the Chinese lady, the, 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 the Gaisha girls. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that was really funny. I'm sorry. But that and, was really uh, funny. Like, well, I mean, the girl at the reunion, when, when he finds the video game and he starts ignoring her to the point where he, she gets hit on by a lesbian and she just woes <laughs> off. And she's well, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> the best of those jokes, though, of just how incredibly dense randall really is in this show yes is when the three gay shows are throwing themselves oh yeah yeah and he instead of hooking up with any of them asks them instead to go and get him some porn porn magazines (laughs) yeah stack the yay high and as they're leaving he specifies asian porn because (laughs) Because he loves asian Asian women women. yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so also, the kid in the helmet. Yeah. Oh, my. We finally got to see the kid in the helmet. So that was the extent of my discussion topics, because it's just such a quick watch, and it's not exactly dense. So I th- asked these guys to throw out ideas. And one of the ones that you brought up, Chris, is, mm-hmm. is this worth rebooting? So, Stan, let's kick it over to you. Do you think it's worth rebooting close to the animated being, series? Is it being rebooted? No. No, not currently. Oh, there was talk of making an animated sequel to Clerks uh, years ago that's, that was dead in the water, and now especially so because 
uh, either ABC or the Weinsteins or both own the rights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about this particular, but uh, maybe if he animates something else of his, you know. Actually, like, he has. He's come. He he's put out a Jay and Silent Bob animated movie. Oh, okay. Really? I told you about this one where they uh, they win a bunch of money, so they decide to be superheroes. It's it's a real. It's kind of like a just like an hour long thing. But, oh, uh, I have yeah. never heard of this. Um, I I mean, I don't know if anything more is needed. I, I would I don't know if it should be clerks if there is something maybe maybe another you know unless unless it's gonna be like clerks three or something like that or or because I mean he went on to do clerks two so it's like the story continues and has another final final so it's like if I, I think he yeah do another animation yeah sure I can agree with that because that would be the preferred way of seeing Clerks 3. There there are just certain characters that you don't want to see get old. We were making this joke today about uh, in a few years we're going to be on like Mission Impossible 12 <laughs> and Tom Cruise is going to be 90 years old playing Ethan Hunt in a wheelchair, like wheeling himself off of a mountain. I don't think I... Clerks 2 was the closest I want to come to seeing middle-aged Dante and Randall. I do not want to see the two of them in their 50s. I just don't. But if we got an animated Clerks 3 in which they could just be ageless and timeless, I'd be okay with that. Oh, yeah. No, I asked the question because my answer is yes. I want it to be rebooted. I want it to, if they can't call it Clerks, then whatever. Call it View Askew. Because I want it to still be that show. Okay. And then... And, and then I want them to also just whenever he feels like it or it can be, you know, add to a funny episode, add in the other stuff from the other VSQ stuff, bring in those characters, have them show up. Because okay, guess yeah. what? You're right. Them getting old live action is going to suck. But voices <laughs> can can sound be- sound fine forever. Unless it, you're Jason Mewes. <laughs> has he smoked that day? All yeah. right. Because there, there was a moment that I think could be really fun. Um Kevin's with the the whole uh, Judge Reinhold uh, Beverly Hills Cop dream sequence. Yeah. Dream sequence. Yeah. I thought that was really really well done. Oh, yeah. And the whole uh, uh, Axel uh, doing the bananas and the you know so s- stuff like that you know and going and then you know like you said uh, Chris with the putting making it part of the Clerks universe but having stuff like that getting dropped in. And and so forth. Yeah, I really like that kind of sequence. A continuity so, cavalcade. Because here's, here's the thing: like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon can't always show up in person, <laughs> right. but they can record lines and send them <laughs> yeah, in. Right. And uh, and uh, you know what? Yeah, and he can find a place, especially now with streaming, that he can be more risk be more risque if he wants. I don't think. I mean, I don't think that works in his favor uh, always. But sure, let him say the f bomb a few times. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then just you know, drop it in. I would say get as many of the original people back as possible. Yeah. And then you know, just go forward, and it's like you know, keep it focused on Dante and Randall. I honestly think that, and then, yeah. and and it would be great. I think it would be great. I agree. And if it w- if it's not Clerks, then I would like to see it be something original. Sure. Uh, from Smith, yeah. because I'll tell you what I absolutely don't want or think we need is a cartoon about T.S. and uh, Brody. Brody. Oh no. We don't need a cartoon about Banky and Holden. No. We do not need a cartoon about Bartleby and Loki. No, but them showing up would be great. Yeah. And, like showing up in bits and. 
pushing along whatever you know whatever plot is going or showing up for a few gags even yeah because oh because uh, uh, speaking of surprise voices this is before he really blew up but uh brian cranston is the lead agent yeah. uh, who recruits randall who apparently, while he was in the studio, was talking to Smith about how excited he was about this little sitcom he was going to be starring in next, which turned out to be Malcolm in the Middle. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, and it, you can tell, I mean, plenty of people had fun. Like Charles Barkley did all the yeah. did all that, that extra stuff because he has a, a relatively minor part in the episode he's featured in. But then he just kept, uh, what was it? Oh, episode five. He shows up in episode five at the end as a force ghost. And goes high five, and, and no one, and, never, and everyone ignores him. <laughs> Turns like in the away. Inside. And it's he like, goes, uh. and you hear Charles Barkley say, "That's cold, Obi Wan. <laughs> That's cold." It's, and and um, James Wood shows up uh, uh, as the CDC. Yep. Uh, oh, that's agent. Great. <laughs> um, really funny. Their whole James last day Woods. on Earth is just absolutely hilarious. Um, and then. Uh, uh, when does um, you had told me that uh, Brian Pusain shows up again in six? I, I must have been the guy dozing. asking questions at the Comic Con. And when will Ellen yes. be guesting on your very gay yes. show? Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, um, uh, and then uh, uh, the two characters, um, D- Dave, jo- jo- Dave George, jo- oh Steve, Steve Dave, Dave. St- Steve Dave, and, and, uh, and his buddy the Dave, other, yeah. uh, show uh, up, and and that was really cool. Um, uh, the, uh, it's uh, oh, I, the two of the kids in the hall. They voiced the pinheads, Mark McKinney and it was, and that was another. I'm looking at the cast list, <clears throat> yeah. but I don't know what the I'm looking for. The two giggling girls, yeah. I thought was one of the that greatest really good... devices I've ever seen. <laughs> it was, and when they show up in court, that cracked me the fuck. That up. was apparently a reference to the fact that. Smith originally uh, envisioned Clerks being like a surrealistic horror film before it became a very weird mm. comedy. Um, Michael McKean shows up he's, as a voice he's Ram. in a couple he's days. The, he's the, Ram, the guy who ends up leading the cult Ram, and he is also <clears throat> the, the village elder straight from Indiana Jones yes. who talks about the thuggy. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow appears at herself that's, that was, as that's, herself, that was her. yes. which I thought was one of the weirdest cameos from... <laughs> Somebody who takes himself. Which is funny because Matt Damon's <clears throat> cameo is wordless. <laughs> yes. Um, the montage of them meeting celebrities is great, especially because it ends with, with people looking off the side going, hey, it's Ted Danson. It's Ted Danson. And Dante goes, hey, it's Ted Danson. <laughs> and they throw something at him. Um, wow. Frank Welker played uh, Bill Clinton. In yes, the last he episode. did. Uh, but... That was actually Lisa Spoonauer voicing Caitlin yep. in the last yes, episode. I did not realize that because I didn't sound like her. Hey, Dante, I want to take you dress shopping and do other emasculating <laughs> activities with you. Yeah. So that is Clerks the Cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, it's rather difficult to find. Now, I did while I'm- Oh, another terribly risque thing. One of the sci- one of the sciences thing. Well, not sciences, but the rainy day activities short they do at the end of the episode with the disappearing quarter and they offer the girl's soul to Satan to make yes. it The first three episodes contain like PSAs featuring Jay and Silent Bob at the end and then they cut those jokes off after the third one. Yeah. Um, now the other night while we were waiting to record This Is Work with David Tudox Hayes, I actually found a streaming service, well not a service, I found a website, well, let's just put it that way, where you can watch these episodes. It was very slow and uh, one of the episodes got hung up in the middle you can find just about anything out there. And I'm pretty sure if you if you search as hard as you can on YouTube, someone's put it up. It's It's got to be up there, maybe even in bits, because I know some when people re-upload cartoons, they have to cut them in bits mm-hmm. to avoid 
being caught. But I think this one might be, have a better chance of finding most of it because it suffers from the dogma problem because, like you said, ABC and Miramax own it, so Kevin Smith is probably not going to be able to do much with it. Now, if you want to obtain this by legal means, the only way that I could find, other than like going on eBay and finding the DVDs yeah. from the early aughts, uh, I t- well, what used to be iTunes, Apple TV has all of the episodes for $1.99 each. That's not bad. It's not. For $12... I think it's worth every penny. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, and uh, you can. I mean, people have it up on eBay. There, there. You have to look for people who don't have it up for ridiculous prices. If you're, if you're paying above twenty bucks for this, you're paying too much. Yeah, yeah. So that's my thoughts. Out of everything uh, in the Viewers Universe so far, this is the most highly recommended from me. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I think so. And it's funny he took how he took stuff from this going forward. Like I mentioned in the group chat, like uh, at the epi- at the end of the uh, flashback episode, they do a stand by me epilogue, uh, and Dante's epilogue is he's married now. <laughs> uh, uh, Randall's epilogue, oh he owns the video store now, and it's like hmm. But what about Skeeter? Oh, he was drafted <laughs> and killed in Vietnam. Yes. <laughs> Uh, as somebody online pointed out, the um, whole thing about you know, that that gag is that is actually uh, old man Jay writing a book in the future. Again, the Stand by Me <clears throat> reference, and uh, somebody's pointed out that that is extra sweet now, considering that Jason Mewes actually has a child. Yeah. Which, if you'd asked me ten years ago whether Jason Mewes ever needed a child, I would have said hell no. But now that he has cleaned up his act and. I'm and, going to be very interested that, to see what that child is like when they grow up. Yes, but it, but it's also, and this is future, but uh, for Jay and Silent Bob reboot, you yeah. know that that's a that's a key thing yeah. in the movie. So um, him and him and him being a father, you know. So. And spoiler alert: in that movie, his daughter is played by Kevin Smith's exactly. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, we've got two entries left in the Viewers Universe. So. Uh, is it ne- yeah it's got to be next week holy shit where does, where's this year gone uh next week we are going to be discussing clerks 2 and then we're going to be wrapping up the view of universe in june by talking about jay and silent bob reboot i don't know about reboot but i will have a lot of good things to say about clerks 2 i'm very interested to see how my opinions change on those two because i thought very highly of clerks 2 when it came out mm-hmm. but then again i thought very highly of all of the kevin smith films i'd seen when i saw them so it'll be interested. Uh, it came out in 20, uh, 2007. So 14 years ago. We'll see how my opinion of it has changed. And then I just watched Reboot last year. So I don't know how much my opinion is going to change on that one. Um, and then in July, we're going to be moving on with our, uh, or moving on into our Christopher Nolan discussion, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so just uh, earlier this week, we released the WrestleMania Backlash episode of This Is a Work. And then coming up in June, we've got another NXT TakeOver that will be uh, hosted by uh, Shelby Ray Patterson and Gina Belmont. And then what's the pay-per-view that's coming up, the WWE pay-per-view in June? Uh, Hell in a Cell. That's right. And before that, it'll it'll be AEW's Double or Nothing. That's right. That is also not this weekend, but next. Mm -hmm. So we're really going to be cranking out episodes. We're going to be cranking it. And also, Katie and I at some point need to sit down and record a couple of long walk teeny talks. So, Stan... If people want to reach out to you online and you're not social media distancing, where can they find you at? 
I guess I'm on Facebook. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the Graham Instant, or I don't have the 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 Twitter. Twit. He's doing it on purpose. Don't fall into the trap, Dave. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the all Twitter right. Twit. I don't have any of that. For a hot but. second there, I couldn't tell the Graham Instant. <laughs> That's oh my, my stage name. Graham um, Instant. <laughs> but uh, welcome I, to I'm the a, stage, Graham Insta. I am I am available on Facebook. You know, I may not respond or anything, but. The subtext there is good luck finding me, fuckers. <laughs> Chris, if people want to reach out to you online and you, you're not going to direct them to the Twitters of David Two Dogs Hayes or the This Is A Work podcast, oh, where would they find it. you? No, I know. No, I preemptively I killed it. No, because I was actually just going to go, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Chris the OK and just leave it at that. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, then. And if you want to follow me online, the best place to do that is on Instagram at DB Hensley to uh, keep up with the long walk productions. You can go to our website, longwalk.us, or you can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash longwalkpro to see more of our original content and hear the, our backlog of episodes. There are links to our YouTube channels in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoy this show, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Peace out. That's the ugliest damn bong I've ever seen. <laughs>